Hello podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of Living Well with Kathleen Saunders, your weekly podcast where we discuss the financial, physical, spiritual, and social well-being of everyday people like you and me. The information shared in this show is for general information purposes only and should not be used to make any personal changes to your lifestyle or health without consulting the appropriate financial, medical, or healthcare professionals. My guest today is Samantha Campbell. Samantha is a licensed clinical mental health counselor. She has been practicing for over 18 years, helping families, individuals, couples, and children to overcome their challenges and heal. She completed her Bachelor's of Social Work at the University of West Indies, Jamaica, and then migrated to Toronto, Canada, where she completed her Master's of Social Work degree at the University of Toronto. She has spent most of her career working with various cultural groups in Jamaica, Canada, and the United States. She has specialized training in treating individuals dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder, autism spectrum disorders, attention deficit disorders, depression, anxiety, first episode psychosis, and serious mental illnesses. She recently launched her YouTube channel called The Abundant Life Today to help people globally to have a healthy mind and a closer relationship with Christ. She is married to Lavoie Campbell, and together they have a beautiful daughter. Samantha is dedicated to serving Christ through her counseling and YouTube ministries. Well, hello and good morning, Samantha. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Hi, Kathleen. Thanks for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Awesome. No problem. You know, Samantha, I'm really looking forward to you sharing on the topic of mental health and the effects that it has on individuals as well as society. But before we get into that, can you just share with me what drew you into that field? Oh, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. So um, when I was younger, I was always interested in people and life. And I observed that, you know, I I was always curious Mm -hmm. about, you know, why were people kinder, some people angrier, some families were stable, some unstable, you know, what caused the variation? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I got older, I started to work in the community through my through my church, and I got to be around people more and help people. You know, and I thought, you know, I really like this. I really like helping people and trying to understand more about how people function. So that's what you know piqued my interest. I prayed about it about my you know in terms of what I wanted to do as a career. I was first doing um, business. And um, the Lord worked it out that I, you know, met someone who was a social worker and she told me about what she said. And this, this sounds really cool. I would really love to do something that was with my life. So I explored social work. I like that because I think it's, you know, I get bored easily. And what it does, it's very wide. Mm-hmm. So I could work in many different areas, whether it be addictions or um, children specifically or couples. Or, right. You know, so it gave me a wider range, you know, to support more people. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how I chose social work. And I thoroughly enjoyed the training process. I got to learn more about me and about people, about the psychology, you know, and um, 
that's how I started to explore you know mental health awesome that is awesome mm-hmm. so you basically followed your passion and here you are today excellent yes. that's beautiful excellent so you know I understand mental health is such a broad term used for many other disorders can you just share with us briefly what some of those are? Okay, so I have a statement that I use, okay. or a little quote. Mental health is life, you know? Mm. The state of your mental health right. impacts the quality of your life. Mm-hmm. So I think for mental health, there are, there's a lot of um, misunderstanding of what it really is. True. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stigma surrounding it. So I think it's important to establish you know, what mental health is, Definitely. first of all, mm-hmm. right? So uh, mental health involves your emotional, psychological, and social well-being. So it impacts how we think, feel, and act, right? So everybody has a mental health, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, right? right? Yeah. Because we think, we feel, and we do things, right? right? So, you know, taking care of those areas of our lives are not taking care of those areas of our lives impact our mental health. So if I should give an example for thinking, thinking includes, you know, your perception, whether you view something positively or negatively, whether you view things around you as real or unreal, whether you hear things that people are not hearing mm-hmm. or you are fearful of things. So perception is a part your mental health and your mental well-being. Are you thinking clearly? Are you thinking positively most of the time or negatively most of the time? Right? Right. Feeling. Mm -hmm. Do you feel sad most of the time? Do you feel happy most of the time? Are you overly sad? Are you overly happy? Are you overly fearful? Right? Do you feel empty or, you know, or a high level of excitement? that you can't control that's the feeling part of it and we all feel mm-hmm. right right yes so in assessing mental health you have to look at the see how you feel right then there's behaviors you know are you sleeping okay a lot too much or just right are you eating okay a lot too much or just right are you angry or getting physical with people right being kind or being um you know, avoidance, right? Or being negative towards others. Crying a lot, or can you do your daily functions? So mental health is just generally your mental well-being. And we kind of zone in on thinking, feeling, and your actions. Mental health disorders, right? It's a situation where things become disorderly in your life. That's how I like to put it, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So you are no longer functioning as you would normally. Mm-hmm. So you normally get up and go to work and you can't get out of bed, right? And you end up losing your job because of that. Right. You can previously you'd be able to take care of your family, your children, and you can't do that anymore. You're thinking it's impact. It's in, it, mental health disorders, they impact your daily functioning so if somebody is struggling with for example depression you'll find that if it's it's on a spectrum so you have mild moderate to severe if it is severe where it is diagnosable then you'll find that person is really struggling with sleep for example Mm -hmm. not sleeping well either too much too little 
or interrupted sleep, eating too much or too little, motivation to go out to do things, not wanting to socialize. As you can see, there's an impact on the way the person is functioning. Mm -hmm, It's no longer functioning normally. So there's a disorder. There's no more, there's no, there's no longer order in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. So then there's a need for um, some treatment to be involved and diagnosis to be made. So you have mental health and you have a mental health disorder. Wow, that's deep. You know, so what causes this disorder? So it it depends on the person Mm -hmm. and the situation. Mm -hmm. As you can tell, there are different types of disorder you have. Mm -hmm. Um, This disorder, you have mood disorders. But what what we what, what we realize is that you know different things impact different people. Right. So you have um, sometimes it's situational. Mm-hmm. It can be a stressor that has happened in your life. It can be a situation where you went through a traumatic experience in your life. Right. It impacts your brain in a particular way. It can be genetics, right, where it's in your family history, and you are more predispose the term you will use which mean you are more prone to mm-hmm. having that challenge in your life mm-hmm. right or it could be a situation where um you know something biological meaning that there are health conditions that you know you know cause mental health issues for example like thyroid or hypothyroidism can cause anxiety okay. so it depends on what it's, you know, impacting that particular person. Okay. So there are different reasons. So it can be genetic, it can be environmental, it can be family life stressors, um, it can be something that's medical. Okay. So as yeah. a, as a um, counselor then, is it then your job now to be able to sift through and determine which one of those it is? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, um, I, you know, I encourage people. And that's why I do what I do, because, you know, people tend to be afraid mm-hmm. to talk about mental health and people make a lot of assumptions that's right. about mental health. That's so true. So, so true. you might be experiencing um, differences in your mind and body and you're like, OK, what's going on? Right. Mm-hmm. You can't really explain it. And you're trying to cope and you don't know how to cope. And that's a perfect time to talk to somebody who's a professional. What we do as a therapist, I do an assessment. Okay. I want everything. Mm-hmm. I want family history. I want what's happening presently. I, want, I, I look at patterns. I go, you know, look at everything. Also, you know, as I mentioned before, there's a biological there's a biological factor. Mm-hmm. So it is very important that you're working very closely with your primary care physician and that you're doing blood work because that is also going to be a key factor in ruling out anything that's a medical issue, right? right? Mm-hmm. So we don't want to just say, oh, this person is behaving this way, so mm-hmm. they have bipolar or they're just depressed or whatever. You'd, you'd be, they might be showing some symptoms of it but we still don't know what is the cause, right? right? Mm-hmm. And that's why self-diagnosing is not good, <laughs> mm, you know? True, yes. Um, it's okay to talk to friends, but if you're talking to a friend, you're not improving, it's really worth talking to someone who is trained and who can help you to get to the root of the issue. Mm-hmm, I hear yeah. you. 
So how can I tell if someone has a mental health problem just as an ordinary person and not someone that's trained? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell. Mm, and that's true. why that's why there's that's why even though the numbers may say one in five people would have mental health. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, that probably is not an accurate number because it takes about 10 years for people to seek help. Oh, wow. And people normally seek help when they are in an, ex- an extreme point, right? Mm. When they're like, okay, my life is totally out of control and I cannot do this. But they're, they'll be struggling for years and I say silently, right? You, you can be working with a person who has depression and they find a way to function at work and at home, they're not functioning, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you might never know. However, if somebody um, has an injury and their foot is bleeding, everyone sees that, right? right? Yes. So you're like, oh my, your foot is bleeding. We need to get you hmm. help, right? So that's obvious to people. But unless you are close to a person or unless they're at a severe point, where they're exhibiting extreme behaviors, you might not be able to tell. I so what's established that point? Mm-hmm. If someone is close to you and you're looking for signs, you look for changes in behavior, mm-hmm. right? Right. If someone was normally sociable and they are they're like, um, you're like, you do you want to go out? No, I don't really want to. And it's not like once, but it's constant. Consistent, right? There's a consistent change. If they used to eat and they're eating, eat, you know, a particular portion of food, so they're eating less. So they're losing weight, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So you look for changes in behavior, changes in how people talk to you. So usually a person would have been an upbeat person, you know, you, you share stuff and they sound positive, and then now they are more, you know, negative in their thoughts like you know what what's the purpose of living you know i don't mm. want to be here or why should i even try i'm going to fail anyway right and when you make efforts to encourage it's not working so yeah. those are little red flags and for mm-hmm. persons who might experience more serious mental illnesses you know like psychosis where they hear voices or see things that are not there you might be around that person and they are saying, um, do you see that, did you see that person just walk by or um, there's something in the house with me, you know, there's a, there's a change mm-hmm. in how people communicate and how they act wow. around you. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah that's a, there's a lot there to, you know, to take in there. You know, you mentioned earlier on about the, uh, the emotional, social, and physical um, state—you know, think, feel, and mm-hmm. act. Under the yeah. act, you talked about behavior, and behavior is what I, you know the the other individual who's witnessing is what we'll be able to uh, to see visual because we can't hear what the person's thinking or feeling, exactly. but we can definitely you know see by their behavior, you know, their lack mm-hmm. of eating or the constant crying or whatever emotions that they're going through or things that they're doing. So that is definitely something awesome to share to, you know, be able to look at as someone, you know, looking to help that person. So tell me now, how can I speak to uh, a person to help them? Is it recommended um, to really go ahead and, you know, say something? Can that trigger something? I guess you have to know how to speak to that person also, 
you know, who's maybe mm-hmm. going through a problem of depression or anxiety? What would you say? Okay, so first thing I would say, be supportive. And how you be supportive? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people are afraid and uncomfortable to to just ask the question, you know, and that comes from the stigma because mm-hmm. then it will let the person think that they're, they're crazy or something. So if it's a friend or family, you can simply ask, how are you doing? You know, how have you been feeling, right? It's just a question of how are you doing, mm. you know? And if the person is, you know, comfortable, they'll probably share more with you, right? Right, right. Um, if they are kind of um, vague or more closed, you might get more specific, you know, and say, okay, um, just put it out there. I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but I care about you. And I noticed that this has been happening. And I just want to check up on you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They just put it out there. Right. If you're right. anxious about it, say how you feel. I'm just kind of feeling a bit, you know, a, a, you know, nervous about sharing, asking you, or but I really have to because I care about you. Put it out there, yeah, right? That's a good point. Ask that person, you know, let them because it shows that you care, and then you know you can be very helpful, especially with persons who are depressed, you know. Some, with depression comes isolation. They tend to, that's one of the symptoms of depression. You know, people isolate more and they talk less because, you know, their serotonin levels are very low, meaning there are hormones in your body, like serotonin and dopamine, mm-hmm. that make you feel excited about life and want to talk and be around people. When you go through depression, it's a, it, it is a physical thing happening to the brain. Those ke- chemicals are produced very low. So you have low levels of mm. that. So that, that's why you find that people who are depressed don't want to talk as much or avoid. But it's hard for them to help themselves because they are, their brain is almost like shutting down. So being wow. able to say, you know what, when I notice, you know, and I, what's causing this change in you, right? And ask them if they're able to manage it. Are you coping okay with this? Can you manage? And if they say, you know what, I'm trying, I've been trying, and it's not working, I try to do this, try to do that, and I'm just not feeling better. That's when you start to suggest, you know, maybe it's time mm-hmm. to talk to a professional person who can help you. And, you know, I, I, I suggest to people, people are sometimes more comfortable with talking to their primary care doctor, um, their, their physician, right? The wonderful thing which I'm so happy about is that physicians are now being trained to awesome. assess mm-hmm. for mental health issues, mm-hmm. right? right? This is exciting. It's excellent because now what you're finding is that because of modern medicine and we can see inside of the brain, they're realizing that you cannot treat a person without assessing their mental health or else your treatment will not be effective, mm-hmm, right? right? So your physician, they have templates that they utilize to assess depression and anxiety, right? So with that, they will help you to say, okay, based on your numbers, therapy might be an option, or let's just talk medication. So a physician can assist with that. Also, um, 211 is a great resource for like therapy options, counseling options. They have it. 
What's that? And, Sorry, um, may I ask? What's that? Two one one. Two one one is United Way. Okay. Right? Uh huh. They are in North America, so Canada has two one one and the United States. So okay. Just um, if you look up on Google, right? Mm-hmm. You got two one one. There's somebody there that, at, on the line. To so help it's like you. a hot. It's Can like a hotline. Exactly. Okay. A okay. hotline for resources. Mm-hmm. You okay. let them know what you need, mm-hmm. and they assist. For persons in Canada, um, they are definitely there to assist with letting you know, you know, where you can go for counseling that you don't have to use insurance, right? Awesome, Same yeah. thing in, in the U.S., mm-hmm. you know, they let you, if you don't have insurance, they let you know where you can go to get support. That should not be a barrier for yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. Right? Um, if, if you have insurance, then um, you can go on Psychology Today. It is a platform online where they where therapists advertise their uh, services, and you can search based on your zip code or your postcode, code, right? And that was Psychology Today, you said? Yes, Psychology Today. Okay, yeah. okay. So you serve, and then what they do, they vet the therapists to make sure that their, their license are up to date. Mm-hmm. So at least you can be sure that whoever you're talking to, their, their licenses are up to date by their regulatory body. Awesome. Right. Yeah, that's so great. That's an easy way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, that's really, really good information, Samantha. Thank you. Yeah. So you know, uh, you talked about visiting the physician and so forth, and um, they have an assessment tool that they go through, and then this will be able to help them to, to de- determine whether or not they may have to put that person on medication or what. What's the best course of treatment? Now, you know, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, are there drugs and therapy um, better for mental health conditions? Okay, so the, the treatment plan for any person depends on the person, right? So um, there are some people who uh, might not need to go on medication for therapy, but there's some people who do. As I mentioned before, you know, mental illnesses and challenges, it's on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. So you have mild, moderate, and severe, right? right? So a person who is having mild symptoms, it on a scale of one to ten, the ten being they cannot function whatsoever right now. Their life is really severely impacted, and um, one meaning okay, they are okay. So a mild would probably be at a three, right? Mm-hmm. Three to four, up, up to five, I would say. Mild be five, right? And then you start to climb up. So okay. mild really means that you're having some ch- challenges, but it's not affecting your life negatively, right? But you notice that things are changing, mm-hmm. right? So a person might come in to see me and they are just worried about something or they had a loss recently or something happened in their life that's really causing them not to feel very stressed and they just want support with working out a situation so you know talk therapy alone for sure we can use that we're just counseling and just getting support and coping skills when you go to moderate right moderate is becoming concerning okay so when a person is moderate that means that their life is being impacted right so out of 10 areas it might be that four out of that is being impacted, but other areas are okay. 
However, when, with moderate people, you, we, we also consider medication if the coping skills are not effective for them, right? So therapy is very helpful, talk therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk to a person, they, we, do, we do an assessment to hear what's going on. We also create a treatment plan for you. And then what we do, working with your primary care doctor, to make sure that you rule out anything that's happening that is medical, right? Okay. I have some patients I see who come to me, for example, with anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I want to do is to say, okay, have you had any recent blood work? <clears throat> if they haven't, I recommend it highly because I have had patients who have anxiety symptoms. However, it was their thyroid that was a factor, right? Okay, right or they're right. having of the heart issues. So once that is stabilized, anxiety goes away, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's important to identify. If that's not the case, then we work on a treatment plan where I would support them in getting, you know, coping skills and learning how to manage their anxiety. So there are people who I've worked with who we have done therapy and they have control over their anxiety or depression right and they are doing well and there are some people who come in and they do the therapy and the coping skills however they're still struggling Mm. right Mm -hmm. so then with that it goes to a place of okay this could be something that is biologically affecting them right Mm -hmm. so just them talking about it it's not going to work they need to go on medication specifically for anxiety because it could be that it could be a life experience it could be something in the genes but their amygdala which is the part that managing your fight and flight part of your body is just out of whack it's Mm -hmm. just constantly going they're Mm -hmm. constantly in fight flight fight flight and they can't turn it off Mm -hmm. right Right, so with that we need the medication to help to turn that off Mm -hmm. for them to have you know, some quality of life. Yeah, right. So medication is extremely effective. I've had patients who come in, they do the therapy and they have to go on medication and they are like night and day. Wow. Right? These are people who are locked up in their homes, can't come out, can't have a job, can't interact with people. And when they start the treatment plan and start the treatment with therapy, medication combined, they have their life back, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So, as I said, it depends on the person and the treatment plan is specific to the individual depending on what their issues are. Right. You know, just out of curiosity, I know there are several people, many people out there that um a bit leery of medication. Do you, by chance, know of any herbs, any natural remedies to the, that can help treat depression? So... I would say that that's not my area mm-hmm. of expertise, okay. right? Sure. So that's a very good question, though. Um, and I normally defer to a naturopathic doctor. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So even on my um, one of my recent posts on my channel, we that's the topic that was covered by a doctor. So for depression, yes, there are alternative methods that can be utilized for depression, anxiety, and various mental health um, disorders or challenges. 
So, but I think it's very important to um, just talk with someone who's a practitioner in that area. Sure, definitely. Right? Yeah. Who they can give recommendations. So with, even with herbs, there's a way to use them That's and a right. way not to use them. Right, right. Right? Yeah, because so you can always overdose. Very mm-hmm. careful. Yeah, that's exactly. true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's so yeah. true. That's great information. You know, um, mental health has no color, you know. However, um, there is, seems to be a stigma, like you had mentioned earlier on, uh, regarding mental illness, especially I find in the, well, uh, in the black community. I know, for example, mm-hmm. uh, black men grow up in a culture that tells them men are not supposed to cry. So how, how do you think in the black community do we handle this because it's a it's a topic that's kind of shunned right yes it is and you know in doing my i i, I, did, I did some research about the stigma on mental health because i was curious as to you know what has caused this you know mm-hmm. and i realized it's not just in the black community if if person from asia right you know okay. in 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 south asians Yes. There and in Africa, there, there is a history where mental um, illnesses and mm-hmm. health challenges are viewed as um, a weakness okay. or there is some spiritual possession, mm, you know? Right. So people go to, if you say, okay, let me take this person to the spiritual person, and they're going to call out the demons out of this person mm. and they're going to be okay, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So on one hand, there's this um, history of it being a spiritual thing like you're possessed or you know god has left you or the devil you know something of that nature okay. on the other hand you know there were a lot of misconceptions about the brain mm. like historically they didn't understand that the same brain that controls whether you walk or talk or blink also controls your mood right if you cry or smile and it, I mean, if you think of it logically, it makes sense, yeah. right? But because of, you know, persons in medicine and science, you know, they they kind of struggled with that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So as a result, a lot of mistakes were made, hmm. you know? Uh, there were asylums where people were tested on and abused. I mean, they, they used to drill holes in people's heads wow. to drain the blood out. Mercy. Because it, it's just chaos. Wow. wow, that's crazy so, indeed. And in, in the black community, there were a lot of incidents um, occurring where people were, black people were used to test out things, on, yes. you know, against their will. So there is a history that is dark mm. when it comes down to, you know, mental illnesses, right? So um, I think in moving forward, it's very important that people are educated. Yes. Right. But we also have to understand that there's this fear and lack of trust associated with that area. Course, yeah. So in educating people, we have to meet them where we, where they are. Mm. So I think even in churches, you know, in pastors are able to have these conversations. People tend to trust their pastors, you know, mm-hmm. have these conversations. And I said, if doctors can have these conversations with people, then it creates more, it makes it more normalized and people become educated, right? That's right yeah. So for, for me, in this area, I love my job. Why? Because 
you know, I get the opportunity to help people to see that, okay, I know this history happened, but look at the science of it, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the science of this. Right. If somebody is depressed, if you look at MRI scan, you can literally see the impact on the brain. There are dark patches and holes in that person's brain, oh. right? Mm-hmm. This is a biological issue, mm. right? So I understand the history, but let us look at what it is, who, what's happened over the years, and with neuroscience, and let's look look at it for yourself. So I never have a patient who I, I always ask, how much do you know about mental health? Tell me what you know. Mm-hmm. I want you to look at this. Do your own research. Education is the key to minimize stigma, I right? in the black community that is so needed because I grew up learning that being having a mental illness was something bad because you are crazy and you know if you think about it growing up I would see people eating out of garbage bins right Mm. and walking on the street and like hitting things in mid-air and that was your picture Mm. of what mental health illness was about right, right? right and right. you're like oh my god i never ever want to be there right so yeah. don't tell me i have a mental health problem exactly, right yeah. I, I also grew up learning that okay you don't have really time to kind of nurse your wounds you have to be strong and fight and you know you have to stay above and fuck it up and yeah <laughs> because you know you don't have time to be weak mm-hmm. because we have to survive, right? right? Yeah. And th- that message was very relevant mm-hmm. years back. Yes. Because the think about as a black community, for persons who are not living in Africa, but who, have, who came from the slavery situation, right? You didn't have time to think about how I'm feeling. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't have time mm-hmm. to do that. No. You're really in a survival mode. That's and right. you want your kids to survive you want your children to survive so your focus is survival right mm-hmm. but now because of the sacrifice those of them before us have made for us to have it's not perfect we have a long way to go with race issues and services for the black community and how people are treated but we're in a place though where we can actually stop and say okay how am i feeling how am I doing? Am I coping? Am I managing? Why am I not managing? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's about having the permission. It's not weakness. Once you have a brain, right? The brain needs support in every area. It's the same brain that makes you walk and talk. It's the same brain that controls how you think and feel. Right? So it's about taking care of yourself. That is the key message. That is so true. Excellent. Thank you. You know, um, that makes a lot of sense. And you hit the nail on the head. And there's so many people in our black community. Uh, Men, we've talked about men, but there's also many women. And we're Mm -hmm. out of embarrassment or shame or whatever it may be. We just never speak up. But we're at the time in society now where we're learning more and we're realizing Mm -hmm. that, you know, Hey, it's not something, um, it's not, I'm not crazy. You know, there is help out there and I should reach out and, you know, get that help that's out there because I can have a quality 
way of life instead of suffering because a lot of people are just suffering with this right exactly and and along with you mentioned that quality of life Mm -hmm. because if we look at our parents you know who struggled you know like in my family mental illnesses is a part of my family Mm -hmm. like uh, you know i i experienced that around me so i had to learn and understand you know quality of life i see people around me close to me suffer for years mm. because of the stigma mm-hmm. right so, and it's 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 heartbreaking right because you know when you know but i think i, I have to humble myself to realize that i'm thinking this way because i'm now knowledgeable <laughs> right and that's yes. why i said education is key because mm-hmm. before i would not think like that mm-hmm. so now i but also have to educate each other and become aware yes. that you do not have to live your life having fighting your thoughts through the night. You don't have to live your life dealing with flashbacks mm. and um, are feeling sad all the time and don't know why. Yeah, you yeah. really don't. True, true. You can live a happy, fulfilling life. And that's what God wanted us. He said he wanted us to live life abundantly. abundantly yes, yes. It didn't mm-hmm. say meager or simple you know mm. ab- abundance is a lot hmm. you know it is so that's what he wants for us you know, know? yeah that's so awesome but to get that we have yeah. to take what's the take care of ourselves that's true to get to that point very yeah. true very true you know it's funny you just mentioned that you um you uh, became knowledgeable and as you were saying that i was just writing the word knowledge is power <laughs> Definitely. Yes. <laughs> Knowledge is power, you know, and we really yes. need to go out there and educate ourselves. There's so many books that we've got the Internet. We have no excuse, really, as to why mm-hmm. we cannot be more informed about what's happening around us, uh, maybe even in us. So um, definitely we should get that gain knowledge gain the uh, education read up on books and things and just learn and you know it's a great thing that yeah. you're doing right now uh, which I, I'll give you an opportunity at the end to share about your YouTube channel um, is yeah. sharing and just you know letting people know that there's information out there there's help out there and we do have the resources to help you or anyone that you know to go through um, whatever struggles that you're going through I mean at the end of the day we all have our struggles but we all yeah. handle them very, very differently. And that's what you're sharing today. The different ways yeah. and people handle their situation from mild to moderate to severe stresses. You know, talking about that, how can someone, you know, improve their mental well-being? That's a good question. Um I think the first step is to acknowledge the fact that, you know, mental health is biological and not just in your head, right? right? I think that's the root of it is owning that and accepting that. Um, The next step, I think, is for those who are believers, trusting in God is important. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a critical, critical key thing in managing stress. And I said very clearly to people, I'm a Christian. On my channel, I said I'm a Christian. I go to the word to understand how to live and manage because I think that God is the creator and if he made me, then he knows what works, right? That's right, <laughs> so indeed, yeah. It's like if, if you have a, um, a, a model, a type of vehicle, they give you a manual. Mm-hmm, and they tell true. you, don't put this type of gas in there, 
don't do this, do this, do that, and you have a nice car. It, it, it serves you for a long time, right? So it's the same thing with, 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 with the body, you know. So I believe that God is the creator. Um, another text that I go to a lot is Philippians 4, verse 7. It says, um, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and, and your mind in Christ Jesus. And if you notice, there's a reference to the mind, right? Right. And heart. So even in dealing with us and healing us, you know, God pays close attention. He fully understood our makeup because he made us. He knows that things impact us in our minds. And it eventually it impacts our body. Right. Which is our, right? Whatever happens in our minds affects our body. So, you know, being able to trust God to say, Lord, I'm giving this to you. He said he will give us peace that passes all the peace he's given you. It, it, it's not logical. Mm-hmm. People don't understand. How, how do you lose your child and you look so peaceful? That's not logical to people. Right. Because exactly. God gives that peace. So that's the place I would start, you know, trusting in God. Um, getting plenty of rest. Mm-hmm. Rest is very important, you know getting enough sleep. Why is sleep important? There's a biological reason for that, right? So, you know, our body produces different chemicals, as I said to you before, and they, you know, they're called neurotransmitters. And we have a complex brain. We are wonderfully made. So, you know, when we sleep, our body um, produces something called melatonin, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, melatonin is very key in helping to improve our serotonin and dopamine levels, right? So mm-hmm. when you have low melatonin, people might find that they have brain fog, right? They can't think straight. It's hard to focus. They're just always tired and very low energy. So it's not by chance. So good rest and sleep helps to produce melatonin, which increases your serotonin. Makes you happier, right. fairer, function better, have more energy. So rest is key. And also when we sleep, our body is, our brain is working when we're sleeping. It's repairing the parts that were used during the day. And, you know, it's like a, a fuel tank, like it, re, it refuels right. us when yes. we're sleeping. We recharge it. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's important that we're getting enough rest. Um, having a good diet, what we eat is very important, you know, making sure we're having our vitamins, right? Um, you know, people who are maybe over 40, you know, you realize that, oh my gosh, I'm, 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 I don't have much energy as I used to, right? I'm not feeling the same as I used to. Why? Because your body requires a little bit more minerals. It, it starts with certain things are, you know, depleting. So. Right. You have to put things in it. So mm-hmm. how you eat, your vegetables, your fruit, just making sure that you have a healthy diet and, and work with your doctor to know, you know, what you're needing more of, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, a low uh, iron deficiency, yeah. that messes you up, okay? Tell me about it. It affects <laughs> your energy level. It affects your mood. It, it is so key. Who knew that iron was so key to mm-hmm. your functioning? Right, especially in women. Mm-hmm. So you know, just making sure you have a healthy diet, um, not um, having a balanced life. 
not overtaxing your body. You know, sometimes we take on so much and it's not good. It's like you're like you're driving a car um, for long periods of time without maintenance, mm, right? Right, so that's you not need good. To be able to, you know, just, just 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 manage your time and manage your load, right? Manage your load. Don't overtax your body. Um, not exposing yourself to stressful situations for long periods. You know, people endure a lot of stress. Sometimes you're in a relationship and it's stressful and you sit in it. You know, sometimes you have people that stress you out and you 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 still hang around them, mm-hmm. right? You know, sometimes it's a, it's a job right. that is sending your blood pressure to the roof, mm. right? And because you don't, because change is hard for you, you don't leave. You know, you're fighting to win, and then what ends up happening? End up getting sick, mm-hmm. heart attack, all kind of problems, wow. right? Yeah. Yeah. So just be mindful of not exposing yourself stressful situation you know what stress does that's also biological because stress releases the hormone called cortisol right mm-hmm, yeah. and cortisol is, cortisol is a good hormone in that it kind of it balances out your sugar level your pressure your heart pressure levels it, it balances it even helps with um the cause of a fetus in in a woman right mm-hmm. however when you're over the body overproduces cortisol yes. and then whatever it keeps in balance it throws out of balance so managing your stress is very important mm-hmm, um, I, w- I would say thinking positive thoughts you know is, is critical I don't think people understand the power of thought right mm-hmm. it is a powerful thing the, you know, in Proverbs 17, verse 22, it says, A merry heart doeth good like medicine, mm-hmm. but a broken spirit dries the bones. So true, wow. Right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, it's medicine. Mm-hmm. But if you can, um, whenever you have negative thoughts coming in your mind, just being able to stop and say, you know what, no, I'm, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change this process going on here. I'm going to really sit down and be positive, be more grateful mm-hmm. for things in my life. You know, Make it an intentional yeah. act. Mm-hmm. That's so, so true. What positive in your life? You know, Samantha, you know? you're sharing about positive thoughts and you know, I make it a practice, you know, I believe it's a scripture. It says laughter is a good medicine for the soul. Yes. And I make it a practice that or every evening that I like to watch something funny, a comedy or something just to have yeah. a good laugh, you know? So I, I really hear you on that. I think that's yeah. really, really uh, powerful and very helpful. It's powerful. It is medicine. Mm-hmm. There are people who are sick in hospitals and just, just, just to be able to sing and laugh and it, it's healing to the body. True. You yeah. know, it releases, releases serotonin in your brain. Mm-hmm. It does. So it's, it's also a biological thing, you know, just being happy and hanging out with happy people, you know, not negative people who drain you. And toxic. You know, choosing, mm-hmm. Yes. And choosing to do things that make you happy. Yeah. So be intentional in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's so true. You know, the, 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 the Bible says, seek after love. It didn't say love when it drop in your lap. It says, 
seek after love. Mm-hmm. Have to be intentional. Yes. I think that's in, that's in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, I think, where it says, "Seek." Just one statement: "Seek after love." Be intentional about your life. What makes you happy? Where? Where do you go that makes on your face? Who makes you happy? You know, do the things that make you happy. And the last point I wanted to make was pay attention. Pay attention to yourself. You know, mm-hmm. I have a statement. I, I, I made the statement, you know, enroll in the school of you. Right. Right. Like <laughs> Get to know yourself. And what that does is whenever things are going off, you catch it early. Mm-hmm. Right. So the body shows you signs. It shows you signs. That for mm-hmm. me, when I am not functioning okay, my memory is not present, right? When I'm stressed, I forget the simplest things. Mm-hmm. So I know that's my, that's my warning sign. It's like mm-hmm. a car that it has, okay, gas is going low, it shows you. Gas is going low. If you ignore that signal and keep driving, it's going to leave you on the street, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with us. We have to pay attention to the signal mm-hmm. and respect it respect it when your body's telling you to stop and pull back Mm -hmm. don't be like oh i can't pull back i don't have time to pull back if i pull back this gonna happen because i have seen in my work where i work with people who come to me oh they had a stroke right and i always ask you know what did you see signs what was happening they always tell me the same thing you know i did Mm. see the sun right but right. i kept pushing. Okay. i kept pushing right mm-hmm. and then what end up happening the body just shuts down that's right it yeah. shuts down mm-hmm. so just be able to pay attention and if you re- and finally if you realize that you know you're not able to improve your situation even with doing these things listen to music to, to the environment all the things i mentioned then it's the perfect time to talk to a professional because there could be something else that's going on and you might need some support in kind of getting some solutions to what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I'm listening to you share all this information. It's so powerful. I can see so many points mm-hmm. as you as you're speaking. I just wanted to reflect back on you talked mm-hmm. about um, the melatonin being very key to improving serotonin, yes. right? Uh, and for sleep. Yes. So I have a question. What about the person mm-hmm. who gets the eight hours sleep, they wake up and they're still feeling tired? What do you say to that person? Well, um, as I said, you know, it is that you're doing these things and you're noticing that you're still struggling. It's time to talk to a professional. Okay. Because there are many things that can impact your sleep. It could be something medical too. Mm-hmm. Right, you could have um, a sleep disorder, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's so important, as I said, to be to 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 make sure that you're doing your checkups, you, you're working with your primary care physician, and you're doing your blood work, and you're telling them these things. So if you are sleeping, you're going to bed on time, and you're doing your eight hours, and you're still not resting, okay? Talk to your doctor. Okay. Okay. Make sure everything in your body is looking okay, mm-hmm. right? And then, if not, then you start to talk about sleep hygiene. 
right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, there's, a, it's, there, there, there's sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene, it's not just going to bed on time, it's also what you eat before bed. Mm-hmm. Do you have, mm-hmm. are you drinking anything like caffeine, right? Really? Anything sugary, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you watching <laughs> things that have your brain like lighting up like a Christmas tree, right? right? <laughs> Yeah. And then it takes a while to slow down, yeah. you know. So then you go into sleep hygiene, mm. um, right? Yeah. So there are things you do to make your sleep more fulfilling. Sure. And people talk about like drinking, you know, stuff like chamomile or, mm-hmm. you know, calming stuff before bed mm-hmm. that relaxes you, putting on calming music. Oh, have a red have light. A have you ever heard about yeah. that? the red light too in the room? Yes. Yes, that's a very good one. Mm-hmm. And also, if you type on YouTube sleep sounds, you they call it white noise. You know, you can um, utilize like ocean sounds mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. rain sounds. Just listen to them and see which one works for you. Right. Um, for me, I use the ocean sounds. So if I have a lot going on, I had a stressful day, um, what it does is it calms your brain activity while you're sleeping. Hmm. So it's very calming. So you can definitely try stuff like that to see if it helps to make your sleep better. If you're still not getting results, then talk to your doctor. Okay, good point. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, sleep hygiene, that's so important. Can a person be in a healthy and thriving marriage or even a relationship at that whilst dealing with mental disorders? Oh, yes, they can. And it it comes back to um, taking care of yourself and having a good treatment team, right? Right. So, you know, in my work, I've worked with people from mild to severe. And I've had many patients, let's say, for example, this is people with schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. People would say, after schizophrenia, cannot have a good life. They can't have a fulfilling life. It depends a lot on how chronic the situation is. But I, I have had many patients with schizophrenia who are married. They have their children, mm-hmm. and they have a wonderful life. The key thing that keeps them functioning is this, right? They make sure that they are working with a very good psychiatrist. Because as a, as, as a licensed therapist, I cannot prescribe medication, okay. right? Psychiatrists are um, doctors. They're trained physicians, right? Mm-hmm. So they can look at your blood work, all those things. They, they, they do all that. So if, for example, a chronic illness like schizophrenia, patients who are working very closely with their psychiatrist and working with me as a therapist, they learn how to cope and call themselves, and they're on their medication, right? And initially, when they just started having symptoms, they have to come more frequently for mm. support. Yeah. They might be coming like four times a month twi- or twice a month. But what happens is once there is a regimen that's, that's working for yes. them, you only have to check in with your doctor probably four times. Mm, a year because they're able to they've right? learned the skills to be able to manage it and they've got the coping yes. things that they need in place okay mm-hmm. yes and they have a medication regimen right. that's working for, for those who are on medication mm-hmm. patients like those I, 
I would we we call it med med maintenance, just maintenance. maintenance. Okay, how are you doing? Are things still going okay? Mm-hmm. Everything all right? Do you check in? Okay, right, right. But mm-hmm. those people who have done that successfully, their life is wonderful, mm-hmm. right? Because they're sticking with their treatment plan. So mm-hmm. once you are, you know, you have a mental health disorder diagnosed, if that's what it is, and you have a, a team working with you, even if you choose to go the alternative route, naturopathic doctors will tell you, right, once they're good doctors, they will do a regimen with you, but they always tell you, work closely with your physician. They work with the physician. It's a team approach, right? So my key thing to you is have a good team. Have a good personal team around you. And I wanted to say this to you. You know, finding a good doctor is not always easy. It takes time. Mm-hmm, finding a good psychiatrist takes time. Finding a good therapist sometimes takes time. Sometimes you meet someone and it's like a, it's a hit, right? And sometimes that person, mm-mm, not mm-hmm. a good fit. True, yeah. I want, to, I want to recommend to you, don't give up. Go on to someone else. You will find somebody who you connect with and who you trust, right? And when you do, you form a team around you and keep your life stable. You can have stability, you can function, and you can have a very fulfilling life. Excellent. That's really good. Another thing I would like to uh, get your opinion on, actually, because um, I don't know if we can really pinpoint this one. But do you think the government really is doing enough for people with mental disorders? Um, I think we're doing better. Is it enough? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think we're doing better. I think it becomes enough when we are starting to teach this from school, from mm-hmm. elementary. True. Right. So you change a generation, right, by by changing the children. You know, you educate people because then you change a whole life um, right. cycle. Right? That's right. Right? So we have a long way to go. You know, if you notice in the media, a lot of people are becoming more open about their own personal stories, yeah, which is excellent. It gives a face to this mm-hmm. and like, oh, yes, you have this problem too. Yes, I do. I'm human, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it takes away that little, um, that um, strangeness from it. You, it normalizes. Normalize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you're, and I must say that, you know, there's been a more a move towards integrating, um, as I was telling you, you know, primary care with mental health. So, doctors which was not happening previously are now have to be trained in their residency about how to identify mental um, health issues mm-hmm. and how to treat it first line mm-hmm. right yeah and when to refer to a psychiatrist if it's more serious right so there there are a lot of efforts all because of the medicine is showing and research is showing inside the brain it's a beautiful discovery and i think they're responding and the funding in it is very limited i'm hoping that that will change because mental health is your life it is you know if you are treating someone with chronic pain and you want them to do exercises to improve their pain and they are depressed 
I wish you all the best with your plan to treat that person. <laughs> They're not doing nothing wow. about no exercise wow. because yeah. they're depressed. Yeah, obviously. Right? Yeah. So yes. you have to treat the mind first. That's right. Yeah. Right? That's so true. And then you work with the person in treating the physical issue because they both play off each other. That's when, right. If you're in pain and you can't go and play with your grandchildren, Mm-hmm. Right? That, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's depressing. It is. It is, yeah, it is right? definitely. But yeah. if you don't have coping skills to manage that, then you end up not taking care of the chronic pain issues to make it better. Right? So, yeah. so you can't separate them. And I think when we get to the point where there's no separation anywhere, there's education from, from as young as elementary, True. right? Yes. Then people understand that this is just. I have a brain and I have a body and things happen to it. Right. Yeah. That's all it is. And it can fall yeah. out of balance at times, but these are the things that exactly. you can do to bring it back into balance. Oh my goodness. I could go on with you all day. You, you've, know. <laughs> you're, this is so much valuable information. You know, Thanks. you just mentioned earlier about media. and I wanted to ask you, uh, do you think mental illness is portrayed accurately in the media? And do you think it's shown too much or not enough? I think it's getting better. And mm. I keep saying that because mm. I think um, I, I watched some ads recently. And for the first time, I saw ads with, and this is one of the scary part of mental illness and people are afraid to talk about, you know, persons who are psychotic and they might hear voices or see things. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy when I saw an ad where it was like a dramatization of uh, a, a woman. She was just walking and she was like, I don't feel right, you know. I'm hearing these things. And someone comes to her and she says, are you okay? Are you here? And she said, I'm hearing things. And she said, no, that's okay. It could be that your mind is making you think this is happening. Let me get you some help. I'm like, yeah, mm, finally. Yeah, that's awesome. That's <laughs> finally, awesome. this yeah. is happening. So it's getting better. That's and I'm great. happy. I'm so happy. And, you know, for me, I, I feel this joy because I have, I work with people and I have, I mean, Personally, I'm not doing um, services. I'm mm-hmm. just doing content and sharing information. But in the past, I've worked with people and just to see the transformation. And they, and they will say to me, oh, Miss Campbell, I did not know this. I wish I knew this earlier. Awesome. I wish I wasn't mm-hmm. afraid to come and get help. Wow. So these, you know, if... It needs to be more. It needs to be something to watch children too, because you know children sometimes are going through difficulties, and parents don't really know how to support their children because right. it's the lack of information, mm, right? So true. If they run these ads in a creative way, so people can actually pay attention mm-hmm. and learn how to get help. Um, it's a wonderful thing. So yeah. I think it's getting better. That and is it's awesome. Growth. That is awesome. Yeah. That is so awesome. You know, I have another point that I uh, wanted to ask you. Um, you talked about the physicians are getting training. What about the police force? Because we see a lot of police pulling over people or arresting people. And oftentimes mm-hmm. some of these people have uh, a mental health issue. Do you know if yes. funding is going towards that? Have you heard anything about that area? Um. So 
I, I don't know much about mm-hmm. that, but I, I hope it is getting better. But mm-hmm. what I will say, yeah. um, if you have an issue and you have to call the police for any reason mm-hmm. and you know it's a mental health issue, there are, well, I know for the states and I'm sure in Canada also, that you have officers who are specifically trained to deal with mental health issues, okay. right? But they only come if you make it clear oh, on okay. your 911 right? Okay, right? So it is very key that mm-hmm. if you have a child, a family member who is having mental health issues and they're you know, showing behaviors that are harmful to themselves or someone else, that when you call, say that this is a mental health issue, please send an officer who is trained. trained. Yes, true. Okay. Well, that's, up front. Yeah, that's a good yeah. piece of information. Didn't think about saying that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. My final mm-hmm. point to you, I want to talk to you. We are living in a, a pandemic time right now. And yeah. um, I'm sure mental health is impacting our world at large. We're seeing a lot of um, people committing uh, suicide and a mm-hmm. lot of you know shooting up families and things like that. How uh, has that impacted your work? It- um, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. So, I mean, I was working up until, I would say, June. I stopped working in June. So I was working with people when COVID just came, you know, it became an issue. And the numbers went up significantly. Mm. And a lot of concerns were surrounding um, loss people who, you know, lost loved ones. The grief process was um, a bit challenged for people and also anxiety and right. depression had also gone up. So, you know, when you have, so, so what, what, what we observed was that people who already had mental health challenges, um, they were getting worse and people who didn't have any, you know, started having them, right? And it, and it makes sense because COVID um, has really changed our lives. It's very stressful, you know. And the stress is not like for a short period and going away. It's still with us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So whenever you're exposed, as I said to you before, whenever we're exposed to prolonged stressors, it does impact your life, right? right. Yeah. Your, your cortisol levels go through the roof. Right. So it's very important that, you know, taking care of yourself is critical if you are. And I I say this to people, you know, avoid watching the media too much. That's one of the greatest, um, you know, what you see affects how you feel. True. Right. It does. So if you're seeing things on the television that's sad, painful and, and sometimes irritating to you, you know, it changes your chemical balance, right? Mm-hmm. So just be mindful that, and this is something that, you know, it's happening to everybody. So I'm a therapist and I'm counseling people who are struggling, but I'm struggling too, right? right. So yes, <laughs> that was what was happening. So we had to meet as a team and talk about how are you doing? How are you coping? So just, you know, it's important to check in with each other. You know, as I said, look at behavior changes you know 
we are all going through something. So yes, we are all going to be showing some sort of symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit more anxious, you know, sometimes having a harder time sleeping. That's when you use the coping skills that I talked about. But, you know, if you realize, as I said, that if you're not coping, please talk to a professional. Right. Please. Definitely. Get some support mm-hmm. because I was able to help a lot of people, a lot of people when COVID came out and I was still working at the time who came with anxiety issues or depression. We worked it out. Mm-hmm. We worked That's it awesome. out. That's and they had a space to talk and we worked out a plan. And they implement their plan, and when they and they were like, "Okay, Miss Campbell, I think I'm good for now." But we talk. If you realize you're not doing good, get back in here, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really about paying attention because to how you are managing because this is a difficult time. It is. So uh, it, it it yes, in in certain numbers definitely go up and that's expected it's expected to be so it's true very true you know some powerful words you've shared you know i was just thinking as you were speaking there's not one bad piece of information everything every word that you've shared has been able to benefit you know my understanding enhance my learning and my understanding and i'm sure it's going to do the same for those listening today I just wanted to um, use this quote that I found. It says, understand this. You can sound confident and have anxiety. You can look healthy, but feel like crap. You -hmm. can look happy and be miserable inside. You can be good looking and feel ugly. So be kind because every person is fighting a battle you know nothing about. And I think that was so powerful. Yeah, really powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. You know, um, I'm going to ask you just to share, you know, we've come to the end of our conversation today. It was amazing. I enjoyed speaking with you. Uh, I'm just going to ask you if you have any final words that you want to leave for uh, my my listeners today. Yes. You know, I I, I just want to say that, just you know, repeat what I said, you know, mental health is real, it's biological, you have nothing to be afraid of, nothing to be ashamed of. Once you have a brain, you will have mental health issues. We all do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, as I said, it goes from mild, moderate to severe. And my goal is to help people to not let it move from a mild place, right? You know, early intervention is key. So if you are struggling and if you realize that your efforts are not effective, please, Seek support. True. Don't suffer in silence. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to live a fulfilling life. And the key point is you can. Mm-hmm. You can just, you know, talk to professionals and get a treatment team going. And you will see that your life will be changed. That's awesome. That's really great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the one thing that I take away from you today is pay attention to self and enroll yes. in the school of you. So definitely, yes. yeah, <laughs> that really resonated with me, you know. So I, I want to thank you again so much for sharing with us, Samantha. And I know I'm going to hear welcome. someone, you know, just say how powerful and how much this 
podcast that has helped them or helped someone that they know or help them even relate to someone that they know because it's not everybody that's listening has a mental health issue they may know someone and definitely everything that you've shared today has been most most helpful so I want to thank you again thank you for having me thank you for listening to the show today I hope you enjoy the topic and found something that you can apply to your own life. Don't forget to share this episode with your family and friends. And remember, live well daily. Mm